Hey girl, we need to talk. Ready when you are, bro. Welcome everyone to Filipino Bratwurst. Today is going to be a very special episode because my co-host is unavailable and we found a very good substitute and you've heard him before. We have with us on Filipino Bratwurst live on air, Michael on point, Michi. Hi. By the way, we still have to talk about my, can you say commission, the price for this episode? Yeah, we can do that after the episode's finish okay because you, i don't know how good you are we will see <laughs> normally it's first the bargain and then the work it doesn't work like that in the philippines <laughs> okay yeah i guess so i'm working on filipino standards so you gotta adapt okay yeah the filipino comes before the bratwurst <laughs> yeah i guess that's the there you go so yeah we have a different bratwurst today but a bratwurst all the same because he is german and um he's lived in germany for most of his life yes most of my life, yeah. Yeah. Most of my uh, 25 years. Okay, 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 okay. So you're younger than me now. All right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. So, okay. So you already know Michi. That's my partner of almost seven years. And today's topic is on travel. And I couldn't think of a better person to do this with because Michi is a world traveler. Like he actually, or we met through his world travel when he was going through Asia, Australia, and that's how this little story got started. And I mean, that's one of the reasons I'm basically here right now. So, Michi, travel, what does it mean to you? Um, it means for me expanding your horizon, leaving your comfort zone and getting different perspectives. Uh, I think like people are always um, feared or scared of the unknown. And I think with traveling, you can solve that fear. So I think it completes you as a person to get to know different perspectives and like that other ways of life also work oh he, he went deep yeah that was a good answer that was really good topic that was really good like that so okay i have here on our outline that first we should look at the countries we've been to because last episode leo and i touched on this but we mm. weren't very specific mm. and we said we were going to do a part two on travel and like focus on it specifically so I want to ask you, where have you been? Can you enumerate those countries for us and cities and whatever? Yeah, I. it has been just 26. Just because we have 204 countries in the world. 26 is, in comparison to that, a small number. But I think it's also, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think I traveled a lot. I started really traveling in my 20s. So five years ago. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh shit, that gave it away. <laughs> yeah, uh, when I was a kid, we never had money and I couldn't travel at all. So I really started very late. I haven't been to South America, for example. This is a continent I haven't touched. But I've been numerous times to the US, I think like 13, 14 times to uh, East Coast or West Coast. Uh, most of the times to, to the East Coast, to New York. was also in Florida, twice in Miami. I traveled through China lived a bit in, in Shanghai, uh, went to Beijing, um, went to Indonesia. Okay, Bali, it's not really Indonesia. It's in, in Indonesia, but it's different because um, it's a, they're Hinduist 
the shade but okay i'm not sure so it's different from from uh, i think they're buddhist they're buddhist yeah they're buddhist yeah that's right they're buddhist and uh, majority of indonesia is uh, islamic um so it's really a different spirit on that island i've been to malaysia uh, singapore where i also worked a bit but i've been like after that twice to singapore of course australia okay represent yeah australia then uh, i think about asia like japan Yes. with you together yes yeah so you guys will notice uh, yeah. a lot of the countries or cities or places that michi's traveled i was there as well because as we said we met or as i said we met during his world travel when he was in australia and after that basically i ended up moving to germany and we basically did almost all the travel yeah. together yeah. afterwards thailand istanbul turkey um yeah european countries of course i've never been okay i've been to italy for a couple of hours but i've never been to italy really which is like it's so funny because we we're going to uh, to munich and austria tomorrow and it's funny john is living here since almost six years and he, he not complained that's the wrong word but like he said like we're always traveling so far and he hasn't been to munich or other German cities like Frankfurt or stuff like this. Yeah, that's true. We rather go to like uh, Tokyo than doing that. And it's the same with me. I'm, I like really long distance flights. Okay, I know it's really bad for all the sustainable like environmental protection people here listening to it mm-hmm. and flight shame. Um, but I really like to go to really leave my comfort zone and to go far and leave Europe. But yeah, due to Corona, you kind of like develop that again we have been twice to austria last year oh it was my first time in vienna so yeah but italy i've never been really i like for a couple of hours that's it we cheated it technically yeah. we've been <laughs> to, to udine like yeah. the outskirts basically border of uh, austria and italy so technically we can say we've been there with we pizza not- yeah and um and coffee like espresso I yeah espresso. this was really like you know my bucket list <laughs> Chat. Yeah, but it's I don't know. I want to go to Rome and I want to go yeah, to definitely. the Vatican and, and yeah. even Venice would be awesome. Venice, I think Venice during the pandemic was very cool because uh, all the cruise ships, cruise liners haven't been there. Like it was not very touristic. I think it gets overrun again. Yeah, I've been to Greece with you together even. Yeah. To Athens. I've been there before as a kid to like Crete. Crete? Crete, what's the Crete, word? In Crete, English, right yeah. in English, yeah. Um, Spain. I went to Barcelona. We wanted to actually go to Barcelona last spring. Yeah. And then the pandemic hit. Thanks, Ron. Europe. And Thanks, uh, everything Ron. got ca- got cancelled. And I got the money back in November. She always fucking shit up, yeah, Miss Ron. So, um, definitely. I haven't been to Madrid. But you haven't been to Madrid No, either. I've barely been to Spain, yeah. though. Because yeah. I've been to the islands of Spain. So that's, like, also such a cop-out. Because it's not... I mean, okay. Who am I to, to say that that's not Spain? Because Mallorca... Is a very touristic island for Germans, basically. Yeah, but like not the areas we went to. They're like still like nice, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're not like uh, what like every German will uh, know as like Balaman or like Schinken Bierstraße, Schinkenstraße. I don't even know. I've never been there, <laughs> and it's not my kind of thing. But the funny thing was in Mallorca, it's like more people could speak German than English, and I've oh, yeah. never had that in any of the places i go to which was really yeah. interesting and then it shows you how big the german market is there oh yeah that's they, the, <laughs> it's the main tourist group after the 
British, I would say. Paris, we've been together twice. Uh, one of my favorite cities. It's probably the most beautiful city. I mean, okay, I haven't been to Rome, yeah, but it's very, very beautiful. Yeah. The people are kind of like, uh, they don't like tourists. They're a bit much. difficult. And I had like uh, a friend of mine, he's half French, and we went there. And he even said to me that the Parisians, they're even arrogant towards other French people. But Paris is pretty. If you have the chance, go there, go to um, the Louvre and uh, of course the Eiffel Tower and stuff like this. Yeah, I just will say it. Out of all the European cities we visited, Paris is my favorite. I could picture myself living there for like years because I don't think I would ever get sick of such beauty and just all the fashion influence, all the historical influences in the buildings and the architecture. I feel like in every corner, it has really a touch of sophistication that another part won't have and you can explore so much and I feel like you will never run out of things to do so that's mostly where you've been so you said 26 probably you counted all of them I counted like uh, European countries like Norway or Finland or uh, Denmark as well there in that and this is Denmark is super close you're here from Hamburg in two hours for example for an Australian it's like like you would probably ride. count Byron Bay when you live in like Brisbane. Yeah, because distance in terms of travel, when you put it in a, in even in an American context or an Australian context, yeah. we just have so much more land. Yes, and of course. Two hours to us is not as much. But as well, when you leave Germany and you go to Denmark, it's a different culture. It's like not super unfamiliar. If you go to, for example, like to. Uh, Japan from here it's like totally change of environment and culture but still you noticed I mean just not the language and the currency maybe it's better now with the euro but like that you are totally in a different uh, country that's what is very interesting for me as like a Filipino Australian that to travel such a short distance you can already be submerged in a completely different culture Mm -hmm. completely different country completely different type of people Whereas in Australia, legit, I can go three hours and still be in my same, in the same state. <laughs> yeah, you can go even. It's funny. I, this story I have to I have to, I have to tell. I started my journey in um, in Australia in Cairns before we met. Yeah, before we yeah we met, which is up um, north of Australia, northern Queensland. Yeah, yeah, northern Queensland. It's not even the top because Darwin is like even a few hours from Cairns. So I was in Cairns. And I bought a van there and I was like trying to set the van up. So I googled IKEA. I, we have like three IKEAs in Hamburg. <laughs> I googled IKEA. It's the same state. I googled it and then I got like uh, the proposal from Google was like, yeah, there's an IKEA in Queensland. And it was by car 16 hours. I was like, what the hell? And the fun fact is the IKEA was actually next to very close to where John is from. Because I lived in like Brisbane, obviously like outskirts and Logan was yeah. where it's at. Ikea. <laughs> that's yeah. so funny. I was like, oh, that's nice. Same state by 16 hours by car. Okay. Yeah. If you would go in Europe, you could... Are we men, you don't even need to roam 16 hours from here. Yeah, you would have traversed multiple countries with that amount of driving. Yeah, really interesting. And I just remember when I was at work with some of my colleagues and they would tell me, oh my gosh, I'm flying to New York for the first time. Because Hamburg to New York is like eight to nine hours. Eight hours, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a direct flight even. Yeah, you don't don't have to switch planes, you have to wait at the airport. And they were like, what am I going to do for that long? And I just sat there just like, like, these hoes, what the... That's like one full sleep. Yeah, of course. You know, I remember I flew once because like after my A-levels, I got the gift from my uncle. We went to California to San Francisco. That was my first long distance flight. 
It was 11 hours and there was like a TV not in every seat. It was in the middle. Uh, you know, every uh, four or fifth row was a TV. So it was boring. You couldn't even watch it really properly. And I was dying because it was 11 hours. And now go, uh, looking back, when we like, I, f I flew to Australia like three times from Germany, for example, or like uh, back from Tokyo or to Singapore multiple times. And these flights are at least 15, 20 hours, yeah? Each. Each. It's multiple. <laughs> so to Australia, it will take you like more than a day because usually yeah. all together your travel time, including it's airport like waiting hours, times, yeah. yeah, it's around 30 hours. Yeah. So in fun fact is, I really like it. And I can sleep for like 11, 12 hours in the plane. I feel so comfortable. And like back then, my first flight, I was so nervous. The The aircon was leaking. So like cold water drops have <laughs> been dropping on my head. And I was so scared that this plane is crashing because I never had that experience before. I flew before like, but like an hour or something with like my class to Paris. Yeah. So in school. And now it's became so normal i don't know because we haven't flown like for two years a very long flight because of corona but yeah back to the the your entrance question what travel means to me i compare that and i'm explaining now how how strange that was for me flying for the first time a very long flight and when i really compare myself at that time and now i really think my world was so small i was from this district I'm living in. I was from Hamburg and I knew some German cities, but that's it. And this is most my world. And this was always how I could compare stuff to. And now I think the world is my oyster. I always say that, you know, like because my world got bigger and I have more to compare of more experiences. I can like gain off. I can like relate to different perspectives. And that's really what traveling is about for me. It's not just having a good time, of course, as well, but also to like... Widen your horizons. Exactly. Yeah, I completely get that. And also like, I didn't have a travel bug like you did because, uh, I mean, cause my <laughs> adolescence and my growing up, we had to travel and it wasn't something I looked forward to because when we moved to another country or another city, I was always kind of sad. It meant I would leave my friends and I would have to start again. Yeah. Um, so it wasn't something that I craved like at the beginning, but traveling with you helped me see the beauty of it. And it also kind of opened my eyes a bit to so many different types of lifestyles. Not that I didn't know that before, but it gave me a more general sense of my place in this world that I am so tiny. Wherever I go, I should really try to make a positive difference because there are so many places in this world you know, and they all have their own story. They all have their own like history. And when, when you get to discover that, you grow an appreciation for all the different types of people and cultures in this earth that we're living in. Before, I didn't kind of think of that. I just thought of, oh, traveling, that's nice. It's fancy. It's, it, how luxurious, you know? And now it's like, every time we go to a country, that's one of the things I really treasure. I try to make a connection with the people. I try to learn the, the basic phrases, like to say, hello, mm. how are you? Thank you, like to count numbers and also make a friend in in the city or the country or the town do. yeah and like a lot of them i'm still in contact yeah, with today that's... and like yeah it, it connects people are you really good uh, in adapting to, to a change of environment very quickly that can say that and i think it comes from you moving so often and it's there's a it's a difference of going somewhere for two weeks or moving somewhere and staying there for like months or years 
Yeah, so no, you're really good with that, definitely. So even like when we are in Asian countries, people think you are because your pronunciation is so good when you say like something. Um, People think you are Indonesian or like (laughs) Japanese or something. That also because Indonesia and Thailand are like Southeast Asia and yeah, I guess course. we have look similarities. Look, yeah, yeah. yeah, definitely. But J- Japan, I'm not sure if they can think I'm Japanese. I don't think Maybe I'm Japanese. Maybe there are some people like to get more sunlight. <laughs> but I loved like in Tokyo where we could be like, Konnichiwa, So things like this, I love really using and interacting with the culture and learning about it and, and forcing myself to, to be part of it. I think it's part of the experience. Like when you go there, this is the thing I really dislike. When people go to countries and they think their culture is the norm. Mm. And me being always like an immigrant and always like having to adapt to a new environment. I never thought that my culture was like what's regular or what's what's accepted basically. I always had to fit into someone else's. Mm. So I kind of like erased that mindset that how it is in my country is how it's going to be done here. Mm -hmm. And I feel like so many of the people I know come to a country with the expectations that that country will cater for them. It's just for me, that's like kind of crazy because if you go to someone else's house, you don't expect to play by your rules. You're supposed to like follow theirs, right? Especially when you come from a Western country that has money in comparison to like uh, other countries. I mean, if you go as a tourist to Thailand, there are definitely uh, people that are richer than than you are in Thailand. Of course, they are like uh, factory owners or businessmen or traders or whatever. But of course, they can make you feel good by you having the feeling you have more money than, than them. And that's really on you how you take the situation if you're still respectful and stuff like this. And I think some people are not. They think they come to a country and they have the right and they own it and um, all the others are servants. Yeah, which is really kind of messed up. And I noticed that when I'm in my homeland of the Philippines, because there I don't feel at all foreign, even though I don't live there for most of my life and I only visit periodically, I can relate with the people, I look like them, I can speak the language. Mm. And then I sometimes see like, there are a lot of tourists that have this sense of entitlement. That, yeah, that's the, the right word. Yeah. Country owes them something or like people are supposed to like be nice to them. It's like, no, you're you're a guest in our country and mm-hmm. you shouldn't come here thinking you own all of this. Because yes, we, we will cater to you and yes, you bring something to the economy. But at the end of the day, we don't necessarily need you. You're coming here to explore our land. And for the most part, you guys are like destroying things when you come yeah, to our countries. So that kind of mentality for me is absurd, asinine. And I think that that needs to be eradicated. Because when you go visit a place, you should be very respectful. Because you don't know how things work. You kind of have to like adapt to their environment. Mm-hmm. And of course, I'm not perfect either. I think I've done that as well when I go to other countries. But I, I try to keep that in mind whenever we go somewhere new. Because what for me is regular or what for me is like certain cultures that uh, we do in where I'm from doesn't necessarily mean that I can pull that stuff off in Mexico or yeah. in, in Bali or in Tokyo even. Like there, I felt like I had to be really respectful whenever you go to a... You don't litter, for example. Yeah. It's like, the cleanest city I've ever been to. Not that you should do that anywhere. Yeah, but exactly. Like, for example, here in Germany, when it comes to appointments, oh my gosh, here we go again. Like with time, you're supposed to stick with it. Yeah. When you tell somebody you're going to meet at a certain day, you're not supposed to cancel. You can't be flaky. You know, like mm-hmm. reliability is a big thing. In my culture, it's not that yeah. big of a deal. It's okay if like you say, I'm going to meet you on Friday and then you're like, no, let's move it to Saturday on the day. Like if you give them like less than 24 hour notice in advance, 
they won't really get mad because in our culture that's like kind of regular but here if you, I pull you that make shit plans off, or schedule like Germans <laughs> are gonna be mad yeah if you pull that shit here in Germany that's a no-go I have to say like you know I've been really bad at that before but I know mm-hmm. at this stage mm-hmm. I'm the one that has to adapt because I'm in yeah, your country yeah. although I feel very at home here now yeah I have to follow the rules of this country because that's that's your traditions and like it would be so disrespectful for me to expect that you guys will do it my way. I give you an easy example. I don't know how it was in in Japan, but I noticed from my time in China and Singapore is the same because I have a very Chinese background. When you buy something and you get exchange, uh, change, sorry, every paper or like a note, for example, you take with two hands. That's that tradition. I don't know where it comes from, to be honest, but like you do it. And okay, I don't look like I'm from this country. <laughs> you know that I'm European or American or whatever. Just yeah. say it, you yeah. white. Yeah. But when you do it, it kind of like makes people acknowledge that or even smile because you're respecting them in a totally. way. You're copying their... Uh, it's normal. For them, it's normal. You're using their but, rules, basically. Yeah, exactly. But you stand out in that way because you're doing it. And so it's. I always tried after I noticed that in Singapore and then China that to do it, I always did it. Yeah. Because, I mean, I'm, I'm here, I'm not doing it. Yeah. But um, because... It's not normal here, yeah? You don't do it. It doesn't matter how you take the note. But yeah. like there... So exactly with two hands. Yeah. So we got to describe it to them because they can't yeah. see. So you hold the note on like both sides and then you pass it onto the person yeah. and then you don't let go until it touches their exactly. hand, basically. Yeah, you don't put it on the ground. No. And it also belongs to business cards or whatever. Everything you exchange, basically, yeah. a paper. It can be a note, can be a business card, can be... yeah. Yeah. So this is a tradition there. And I think like if it doesn't take much effort for you to do it, and if you do it, it makes a difference. And you should ask the people. This is what I mean by like, you should try to make connections in these countries because I mean, it's so easy to just stick with your group or with your travel buddy. But if you want really a, a real experience of the country, you need to like Locals. make a, a contact with a local yeah. because they can show you things that totally. you will not see and you will not know as a as a tourist that has never been there yeah totally i mean i can it's easy here for example like to use hamburg as an example it's a very touristic city as well we have a musical scene we have the harbor when we have harbor birthday like almost two million people are coming and stuff like this so and if you look up hamburg top 10 things to do you will always get the whatever go to jungfernstieg do alza boat trip um do a harbor tour you get this typical tourist stuff. run-of-the-mill kind of like what you would see in every video yeah. on youtube basically. so but locals can also show you a different perspective of a city and so i always try to like do some things with people when they come here that are you can't google yeah. it's like a you would say in a geheim tip in german like a secret yeah, like like kind of like insider tip. Insider tip, yeah. Insider tip is the right one, yeah. Geheim tip is also a very nice one. Um, so and and for example, in Thailand, uh, he, <laughs> we met like a hairdresser. Yeah, I got. I had to get my legs waxed. Yeah, I didn't want to say that. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, I'm not ashamed of my and, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we in Kopanyang we met a hairdresser, 
and we became we still like talk i'm still talking to her uh, on instagram actually yeah, same so and uh, we wanted to actually go uh, last year but um you guys all know what you happened. know who, you know who did that you know who, yeah. who canceled that trip yeah it's the rona uh, anyways um yeah so, so yeah shout out to kipka to yeah hi Kai. Kipke. Kai. yeah are you listening Maybe she's listening. You never know. So we have to send her the link for episode. So Anika, yeah, and um, that was really cute because uh, we went on a trip with her, and she showed us some spots which we probably wouldn't have discovered. No. Yes, and also we ate at like really nice places because she knew the the really cool places that aren't too touristic. I mean, we didn't see any tourists there. Basically, it was just like all locals. It was just so nice, and even when we go back, it gives us a reason to like get in touch with her you know like i would totally go to kopanyang back yeah okay because i have to correct you because you always say it this way i think i finally have to say it. it's it's kopanyang okay <laughs> let's say it <laughs> i have to <laughs> sorry well it's like you know like germans say peking and not beijing you know yeah but it's peking but like yeah, because yeah. i think you're using the german pronunciation I of used the ng it, of course yeah, yeah, yeah whereas in english or like even how kai says it it's pangan yeah pangan <laughs> yeah, I think that's difficult for the German tongue, right? Oh, probably. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Kopangan, right? <laughs> Thank you. I finally learned something. It's cute how you say it. I never want to correct you, but just, just for th- this public like Rostock. announcement. <laughs> Rostock. <laughs> yeah, see, you corrected me and I never say Rostock anymore. I say Rostock. Rostock? Yeah. Ah. I, what else did I say? Like, I'll be saying some bullshit in German sometimes. Like, I'll be, like, pronouncing it wrong. Well. I, I, I think that's really funny. I mean, it's it's a bit, like, it's, uh, off-topic. But um, I remember, like, the German city Aachen. Yeah. It's in French, Axletherm. And I think that's so perfect. Why? I don't even know. Like, it's so long. Why do you make it longer? <laughs> yeah. There's even a German town or city or whatever called Itzehoe. And I'm always like, bitch, that is my town. It's a hoe. Okay. Well, that's that's very off topic. Yeah, you guys, as you guys uh, probably can like see, we went to some places and very different places. Yeah. What What would be interesting, I think, is are there any places we didn't visit together? Because all of the ones you listed, most of them we did together. Shanghai. Yeah, Shanghai. I wasn't there. Miami. Yeah, Miami. San Francisco. Yeah. Like cool. like big big places. Yeah. For me. Uh, Dubai, you've been to Dubai. Yeah, I've been you... to Dubai by yeah, myself by for yourself. my auntie's wedding. In Budapest, like... we wanted to go, but yeah. uh, what happened last year? I don't have to mention yeah, that again. She is making a feature <laughs> in this episode. She be popping up all the time. Oh, well, wrong, I, I would say she makes a feature in everybody's episode right now. <laughs> yeah, so Dubai I did by myself. I did Scotland and Ireland when I was little. When we lived in England, that was with my family. I can barely remember, but I just remember going to Edinburgh Castle. That was so cute. Like, that was so nice. Mm. And that was the first time I, like, legit visited inside of a castle. Mm. So that was amazing. Um, What else did I do by myself? Uh, Yeah, Budapest. Amazing. Beautiful city and Mm. very, very affordable. If you're in Europe and you want to travel, that's something, like, ooh, amazing. And Finland I did by myself, Helsinki. Mm -hmm. Because on my way here, I had, like, a day trip so I could go around the city, mm-hmm. walk around. That's kind of cute. Like mm-hmm. uh, me being like the very inexperienced European mm-hmm. traveler. Walking in October uh, th- through Helsinki without a coat because I coming from it. Australia. I loved it. You know I love the cold. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, I'm that bitch. So I think Now it's it. an explicit episode. <laughs> I tried to like not make it explicit, but like you did it. What you talking about? I've been saying ho and bitch ah, the okay. whole time. <laughs> 
you know I'm trying to be like serious and like yeah we did a non-explicit one for my grandma that's enough you probably like had to be all the time <laughs> yeah I think I had to mm-hmm. do like at least 12 sensors <laughs> yeah and Singapore we did that was also very beautiful yeah we did it on an over this was like um, my goal to do it when we went to Australia there are barely direct flights from you to Australia you can go from the UK to Perth which would be also far away from Brisbane so you have an overlay and we extended it to three days so we stayed in, in Singapore together which was cute because yes. like uh, after working there it was my first time back and uh, Jan got me for my birthday the hotel I stayed in for like uh, weeks months even no? yeah that was really cute yeah that was really fun and then we went to marina bay sands like it was such a freaking extravagant experience and we even got like a vip upgrade mm-hmm. for our room in marina bay sands you know you and know the, how we the do the funny thing is there was a big big ass queue for the check-in it looked oh, like an airport yes. it, it looks like an airport basically marina bay sands like lots. it's so huge it's so huge and um check-in and i was like oh my god i'm not doing this and like then because we got an upgrade they have a business class check-in like like a reception just for the people yeah. that like have like a higher room or something and then this um concierge or like a butler comes to us and is like mm-hmm can I see your reservation like we show him and then he's like come with me <laughs> but I need to say before I met him I'm not the person normally who goes to like very fancy hotels I always convert stuff okay this hotel is a night is like that amount I can stay in the city for like a week or something if you convert it yeah so for me this is always and will be always still be more worth it because I don't really care about that stuff but I also need to say it was a very great experience to stay in Marina Basins and on top of it, you can't go to the infinity pool without staying there. In 2011, when I was there the first time, you could still go. There were ways to sneak in. Yeah, but these days, from the bar, from the bar, yeah. uh, it's split it. The pool there is split it on. Uh, you need to watch Crazy Rich Asians that shows you the pool. And um, yeah, so yeah. that was worth it at the end of the day, even though you can stay a week in Singapore for that price. Yeah, so basically what Mishi's saying is, I have a taste for the finer things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> but that's well, I'm the... more practical. Yeah, but that's the thing though. I like the nice stuff, but put me in the Philippines and I can sleep on the floor. I can sleep on yeah. like bamboo floor. Like, I am not that high maintenance. I like obviously the the nice and the fancy and the comfortable life and the luxurious yeah. stuff that the world has to offer. But I also know if you put me in a different scenario, I can survive as well. Yeah, I, totally. I, I can enjoy it just as much. Uh, yeah, definitely. And you could see that when we, on uh, that trip 2018, when we went to, uh, to visit your family in Brisbane, we also did a week round trip, round trip, not round trip. You can go around in a week. Uh, good luck but, yeah good luck it was, you better have like a fast so bullet train we, we rented a uh, van to sleep uh, in yeah so basically like a camper van a camper van yeah, yeah. and um, we went we tried to get, go to Cairns actually we didn't make it so and we still like when we both talk about it it's not fancy at all you have a stove where you cook your food in the evening you have to set up your bed you have limited space but honestly it's one of the best sleeps I had so far and like, I think for you as well it's such a great experience yeah I was not that camping kind of bitch no, not me and nature when we don't, I met we don't him get along. I was like nope we don't get along me and nature we don't do that shit I just was not this person that thought camping is fun I would have never done that before meeting yeah. Michi and like he really helped me get in touch with that side of myself and 
I really got to see Australia. <laughs> Funny enough, I lived there for so long, but I never did that. And like doing the whole camper van experience with Mihi helped me see like how beautiful the country is and like how much it has to offer in the sense of like that's free you don't have yeah. to pay for anything yeah. you get your camper van you sleep in the in, in you like get a chicken from a section uh, from Woolies <laughs> and eat it there and yeah, yeah it think... was just so nice and also like yeah the, the lifestyle is different when you're doing this camping experience because yeah. you're driving for the most part so when when you go see somewhere it's like you earn it you basically yeah. like you're like yeah. traversing your exploring you're trekking the whole country and you have to make your bed and cooking is like is a bit effort yeah. You have a gas stove in. and when people ask me when they go to Australia and like, oh, where do I have to go to? Emerald Beach we went to and, and we went there and it was raining like hell. So it's like also not so nice because you have to get ready outside. It's raining. But the morning we woke up. Weather to, was great. The weather was great. There was directly the beach. You have to climb up a bit and then there was a hill with like 20 kangaroos, yeah. wild kangaroos. And yeah. this was so priceless never forget that. yeah some of them are boxing each other yeah too. i was like, like really what the? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like man, i never saw these kangaroos so, boxing i think what we're trying to say is for me and i think for john now as well it's the variety yeah okay it's nice to sleep in a four or five stars hotel but also to have this moments where you sleep kind of outside just in a car it's raining and um, you're very close to nature and it's very simple you don't have to dress up you have to cook your own food you have to make your bed so it takes your effort yeah you don't get served i can do both and i like both and the variety right like life got so much to offer yeah. and i think it's so nice to try all of them because i had also a very one-sided mindset when it came to travel in the sense that i only want to do like nice comfortable things the finer things yeah but i mean getting to do these things with you i mean Okay, biggest example. Michi likes to sleep with warm, open <laughs> air stuff. You know, like fresh air kind of thing. Opening the door, opening the window. Whereas I like the aircon. Hashtag no aircon. I really like the aircon. And this boy is very sensitive. So if the aircon is loud, he's not going to be able to sleep. So Oof. I got to have to adapt to an open window where I'm just thinking some goddamn animal is going to crawl is, in this isn't place. Isn't it not nice to have like the wind blowing over your face that's well and cute but i just don't like to, <laughs> i just don't like to sweat when i'm trying to sleep <laughs> i'm not into that but i learned to deal with it and i guess yeah that's where i'm going with it like i wouldn't push myself out of my comfort zone in that sense back in the day but it teaches you a lot when you have to do something completely new like the camping thing gosh that made me so uncomfortable because i was like where are we sleeping is there nobody else okay. here there's a story I have to share. Okay, go. John, when we met in August, and then we supposed to go to uh, the Philippines and kind of invited me to the Philippines in December, November, December. Yeah, so when we so, first met in August mm -hmm. 2015, so yeah. he packed. And the Philippines is a country that has just one season. It's very warm. Shade too. We got a rainy and oh, sunny. Yeah. We've talked about this before. <laughs> I, I mean... <laughs> the monsoon and the... Yeah, I mean yeah. Um, temperature-wise. Gotcha, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, like you don't mm -hmm. have you don't have winter where you have, have to wear a coat or, or gloves or whatever. In the mall. I'm <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> kidding. Go, go, go. Sorry. Like Singaporeans told me when I went there first, we have two seasons, inside and outside. That was very funny. But okay, this is also a side top off topic a bit. Um, So he packed the suitcase. And I was there uh, sitting in his room and then I think he packed like 15 long pants. And then I was like, John, that's way too much. And then <laughs> I unpacked it 
he had like five different red pens a bit different shade of red i was like are you serious do you really need that and this is the john i met and then the john who went camping with me so there was definitely a change oh trust and believe those were not all red <laughs> there was burgundy there was maroon <laughs> there was other shades in there but i don't that's beside the point <laughs> but that's the thing you like because i'm such a person that like cares about what i wear it's very difficult for me i've gotten better at yeah, packing totally. oh totally you know like uh, we came yesterday <laughs> from berlin you said to me like oh it's nice to like go light okay we've been there just one uh, one night so light to me is yeah, like one yeah, little suitcase yeah. and one bag yeah. yeah i mean you know from own experience what it can mean to travel heavy Yeah. <laughs> my Filipino roots it's so bad sometimes when I was traveling with my family. They all be always over the freaking baggage maximum amount. You know like the weight. God, they always be exceeding that shit and then I just hate going to the airport when you're like trying to have a relaxing time yeah. and, and then, then you got on the scale and you're like doom doom. <laughs> and you got to take out three kilos, you got to find a way to like switch that shit around. And honestly, this pisses me off the most. <laughs> Because I'm 62 kilos yeah and when they charge you for two over kilos and then you have a person behind you i'm being nice that weighs 90 you're thinking are you fucking kidding me are you kidding you know like because like this is so unfair <laughs> yes but this will get you to the discussion of putting like a weight tax yeah on yeah people. yeah this and is this also is... i don't want to. good luck with that yeah good luck with that. no but this always like pisses me off and like that i remember there was one time and it was so stupid we've been to melbourne together yeah and of course oh. our weight was too heavy i remember this so and that was so stupid because they put it on a scale was too heavy so we had to take stuff out and what we did is you have to explain like the scenario because It was our carry-on luggage, basically. Like the one you bring to the, the plane, the cabin baggage. Yeah. So... Was just that, I think, we. Yeah, because we had already our suitcase checked in. The big one, that's mm -hmm. like 20-something kilos. That was already fine and dandy, it already passed. So now we just were supposed to bring in our cabin luggage, which is maximum 7 kilos. They don't usually allow mm -hmm. you to have like more than that. And sometimes they don't even weigh it. But yeah. this airlines, Most of the time they yeah, don't. Yeah, they don't. But this airlines did it. So we never had a problem. So like when they asked us to weigh it, obviously it was like 12. And then they're like, no, you can't go because it's dangerous for the cabin if you put it on top and it falls down. And we're like, okay, that's well and good, whatever. So basically it made no goddamn sense because what we just did is stuffed it in our jackets, <laughs> yeah. in our pockets, all the extra weight. So by the time we passed the security check, we put it back. We put, we all just put it back in there. And then <laughs> you just think like, where is the consistency, bitch? Because you all just wasted our time. Like it was the same. You just yeah. needed to see the proof of yeah, us yeah. having the seven kilograms. But then when we got through, we just put it all back and it was mm -hmm. 12 again. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, y'all need to get your shit in order. But you need, just need to know how to like, um, sheet the system. Yeah. But if there are any stewardess or like, Like cabin crew listening, y'all didn't hear shit. Okay, that was Jetstar in like 2015, so I I don't even know if they still exist. <laughs> they probably do. So yeah, Jetstar, <laughs> if you wanna like sponsor us, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry, sorry. I... Hit us up. <laughs> <laughs> We won't be doing that no more. <laughs> uh, no, of course not. But if you sponsor us, business class, please, then we can bring more. <laughs> It's still seven kilogram with a cabin luggage. Is it? <laughs> yes. Maybe you can bring two uh, or three. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but yeah. this is annoying. Also, like how yeah. many suitcases you have then? Speaking of business cars, see that's that's one of the things. I'm very very fortunate. I've been upgraded like multiple times, 
And there is such a difference when you fly business class. But that's the thing. I would never purchase a business class ticket on my own because I just think it's not even worth three times the price of a regular ticket. Because you could do so much in the country with that. And when you think of like the ticket costing one thousand. But the business class costs three thousand. It's not even worth it because that two k you could do so much yeah, in country. Definitely, I'm the same. And also, of course, I can understand it if you were like overweight, and you're tall or you're just tall. Stop talking about Leo. Yeah, because <laughs> hi Leo, not the overweight part. Yeah, because for us, it's already kind of comfy because we are not very very tall. Oh, I just wanted to touch in the fact that like it's such a difference when you go business class because like I've experienced it only a few times through like upgrades, and holy shit, the stewardess like talks to you with your first or last name, and you can have a conversation. You get to choose from the menu properly. For the most part, you can ask for snacks during the whole goddamn flight. You know, I took advantage of that. I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take some warm cashews, please. It's an insider tip: always order a special menu when you fly economy. Get like a vegan version or something, non-diary or, or, or something. anything that isn't the regular. Is yeah. The regular. You can mostly with your bookings, you can put it in because you will be the first one who gets it. Yeah. So smart. That's a good tip. Yeah. yeah, it's a good tip. Yeah. So okay, we gotta conclude this little episode. What was your most memorable part of your travel experiences so far? I know uh, what you will say, so I will say something different. Um. During my my longer traveling, uh, my long trip, I spent a month at Bali. Yeah, and I was living close to Echo Beach. Yeah, Echo Beach, which is uh, close to the Karobakan prison in Bali, which is quite famous. And I every night I went there, and there's a stunning sunset. Yeah. It's amazing, and they have like live music, and you sit just right at the beach. Food is cheap. And I was always watching the sunset, but at one point I felt like, okay, isn't it nicer to watch it with somebody else? So back into eighteen, I went there with John, and I uh, could watch the sunset finally with somebody, and that was really really nice. Oh my god, <laughs> that's so sweet. He's he just saying that because he want to get he want to get like some some special treatment. <laughs> just kidding, no, yeah. that's so sweet. Oh. That's true though. I remember that moment. You you were like you were almost in tears every time we did it. And you wanted to do it every day because it was just so. I think you really savored in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so cute. And okay, so l- let me take you out of that good feeling. <laughs> What were the worst experiences for you? <sighs> you know, like we talked before about you are as a tourist are being disrespectful uh, to the country, to the locals, to. Uh, but there is also the other way around where like people take advantage of you, and I had this of course traveling multiple times. You can have it in a nice way, 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 way where like Manila, where the taxi driver gives you an extra tour, which of course he charges for it, and you don't notice that. Um, okay, well and good, not a problem. But you can also have it in another nice way. So I had it twice. I was in Doha in Qatar. And like somebody just grabbed my, it was like a, a secret taxi or what was not an official taxi. He grabbed just my suitcase and put it in a trunk, and he scammed me. It was like start of my big tour, and I was kind of like inex- inexperienced and like yeah, kind of like naive. But I would say Marrakesh, which is pretty, but we had like 
us together we had like multiple experiences there not just the the restaurant where like they basically served us the whole menu okay it was okay yeah it was at least we tried it but we had like multiple scams there and there was one scam that really really um weird yeah they have like they take you to like a leather store and like that's the thing we are such we and trust we read, people we read about it before i read about it and it still happened yeah and even like the hotel guy told us because we tried to ask for directions to the hotel yeah. guy he's like don't follow anybody don't talk to people like not don't talk to people but like he said don't listen to anybody if they try mm. to take you somewhere and mm. the funny thing is this guy was so good you forget you forget because they just make yeah, it seem so casual it's, it's the only thing they're doing they're such experts and it's like girl these kind of things they take you to like a leather making facility and then they take you through the shops and i just think all the tourists that got there you know they didn't sign up for that they just got there through the way we did like through some bought stuff they even make you charge for the tour at the end no no they like make you feel like you have to pay like basically they will be like now for the nice time Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. what, what do i get for that and it's like it's so crazy because in the philippines I also know like scams and things like this, but it's not that intense. Yeah. They would never take you anywhere without your permission. They might take you around in the taxi, yeah. but they would exactly. not Exactly, and that's you. what I meant. Like you don't feel uncomfortable like in the taxi, for example, but they really make you feel uncomfortable at the end of the day if yeah. you don't play by the rules. And I think also this is something, they get a bad reputation and it's not a good advertisement for like going there. Yeah. I will continue on something else, like a positive side of Morocco, though, because mm-hmm. that's one of my yeah, favorite. Also, yeah. yeah, that's one of my favorite moments because I think worst experience is definitely that. Like it was in Marrakesh when we had these kind of moments where we just we were kind of forced into certain situations mm-hmm. or we were like coerced and it, it just wasn't something we signed up for. But we end up getting there because we want to be polite and nice to the people. I completely get it, though, because these people got to make money and we are to them just like. yeah and another like casualty in this list Mm -hmm. i mean they didn't hurt us physically like i I I won't say it's so extreme like that but definitely it wasn't nice on the other side of that though what marrakesh and this country or this area could offer is the beauty of the desert holy shit that was so amazing because we we did a camel ride which we'll never do again it's bad for the camels Uh, it's also bad for your body like my balls (laughs) not your balls (laughs) girl (laughs) okay so we took a two hour camel ride to basically the middle of the desert you're basically in the middle of nowhere I think if you get killed there nobody gonna know because if you scream it's like your shit will echo to the freaking like yeah nobody will help you yeah but anyway no that's not that's beside the point (laughs) what was very beautiful there is there are no lights, obviously. It's way out of civilization because even before the camera ride, we we had like a six-hour drive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to the mountains. Yeah. Yeah. So after all of this, and it and the night sky comes, you see such a beautiful, incomparable view of the night sky. It's something that like I've never seen before. Mm-hmm. You could see the Milky Way. Mm-hmm. You could see little like constellations, like. This is the kind of shit that you see in movies and you see in like pictures where you're like, this mm-hmm. can't be real. This sky, like this, you cannot see the sky in this way. You can't see the universe that way. And holy shit, that was like, I could have stayed there forever because you could see all the colors. Picture like all the galaxy prints you've ever seen in, in any kind of like scenario you you familiar with. It was like a mixture of purples, blues and all of that that like I've really... It's something you have to see in person because it's mm-hmm. like, I couldn't believe it. I was looking up there like, holy shit, this is just 
is unreal. And for me, that experience alone was worth every bad thing we experienced in Morocco because yeah, that was uh, always mention that when people ask me. Yeah, it was like really beautiful, and I it would so do it again. Freaking cold in the night, tell you that. Yeah, like but, but amazing. It was amazing. It was worth it. And uh, yeah, we just stayed there one night. Yeah, I this, wish we stayed longer you know, because definitely. I could have done that. Like, and I've never seen that, even not in like Kopanyang. Ta- Sorry, Kopan, Kopangan, Kopangan, in Thailand or an island or something, because there's always it's not so far off from civilization and like um, lights, like uh, you know, like uh, not natural lights. So um, definitely, that was like crazy. Yeah. I I would so do it again. I would go back to Morocco just for that. And oh, that was awesome. No hate to Morocco. Y'all do your thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Also, like uh, I know that Morocco, uh, they are very friendly. Yeah, for the most part, the we most met part. some nice Marrakech people. is like very touristic, but you there are so, so many different um, places to visit as well. Yeah. So, okay, last question I have: Where is somewhere you'd love to go to that you haven't been before? Yeah, definitely. It's not because K dramas and K pop and BTS is so popular, but definitely, I like Asia, and. Uh, really Seoul I would love to go not just Seoul Busan or as well like uh, South Korea Cute. that is definitely uh, something I want to do in once traveling as possible again cute cute and then you want to get some procedures or something? <laughs> probably I would go to Istanbul for that I'm kidding I'm <laughs> kidding yeah anywhere else or that's it yeah um, definitely South America I haven't been to Argentina or uh, Brazil or yeah definitely that is also something uh, Patagonia which is like very in the in the in the south um, which is very beautiful Jamaica I could picture going Um, that's really cute but so would be my first choice okay okay so thanks for asking me the same question ah yeah where would you want to go <laughs> it doesn't matter who I'm doing this podcast with whether it's Leo or you y'all never ask me the question in back excuse me <laughs> excuse me I'm just a guest without any compensation exactly you don't know you don't know what you're gonna get you might get something <laughs> yeah um, so for me number one is India really wanna go there I mean not right now but like um... but just in general, I want to travel to India because I find the people, the culture, and the the ways of life so interesting. And there's so many different kinds of people. Because I have a few Indian friends that have told me every like 200 kilometers you go, you can speak a different language, basically. Mm-hmm. And even the cuisine is different. Mm-hmm. And just traditions also change in between. Because they have so many people, obviously. There's mm-hmm. like a billion, more than a billion people in India. And the, the country is huge. And also, I really want to try the food. Like, I want to try traditional, authentic Indian cuisine. Mm -hmm. Because I feel like the ones I've had, although they're very delicious, it's very Western versions of it. Yeah, of course. I also want to see, like, I'm just so inspired by color and liveliness and, like, Bollywood. What's it called? It's so animated and it's so, like, colorful and lively. I want to see all of that and all of their clothing is so vibrant. And, mm-hmm. and these kind of materials they use are not usually what we use here in, in the Western world. So yeah, I really mm-hmm. want to see that. And then number two, funnily enough, um, New Zealand. I'd love to go to. 
so funny because it's so close to Australia. Yeah, it's like, as an Australian, I feel like I didn't really see Australia until we met, basically. Even New Zealand, I've never been in. And no. it's, it, it's such a country of nature. And mm-hmm. yeah, I think if you want to have a retreat where you calm down and get in touch with the spiritual side of yourself, I think New Zealand is perfect. And Jacinda Ardern is amazing. Yeah, come on, Jacinda. <laughs> you is killing it, girl. Yeah, so that's it for today's episode. Do you have any final words, Michi? Travel. <laughs> Once the Rona is over, expand your horizon. And even on a small budget, you can do it. Um, sure. The world is way too interesting not to um, use opportunities to see it. Yeah. Awesome. Thanks for that. So I'll end with, as always, a little quote. This one's from Rick Steves, an American travel writer, author, activist, and television personality. I would like travelers, especially American travelers, to travel in a way that broadens their perspective, because I think Americans tend to be some of the most ethnocentric people on the planet. It's not just Americans, it's the big countries. It's the biggest countries that tend to be ethnocentric or ugly. There are ugly Russians, ugly Germans, ugly Japanese, and ugly Americans. You don't find ugly Belgians or ugly Bulgarians. They're just too small to think the world is their norm. And then with that, All right, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Party people, you don't think I'm gonna let y'all finish without jumping into this episode. So I couldn't be there today. My bad, that's on me. But I wanna spill some tea on my favorite travel destinations as well. Uh, I keep it short since I'll get back to it in the next episode. But I wanna point out the one trip that John, Michi, D and I took together, which was to Austria last year. And I really, really appreciate that trip since I think Austria is such a nice place to be. It's so close to Italy, it's so close to the sea, but you pretty much have everything. You have like nature, you have mountains. So that's up there, my top three travel destinations combined with definitely cities for me. I'm more of a city guy. So New York, London, or just I mean, Berlin, for example, I'm not a big fan of Berlin, but I think those are always nice. And for me, the top number one destination to travel to is anywhere at the sea. So I've been to uh, San Francisco, I've been to obviously the North and Baltic Sea here in Germany. In Vietnam, I've been to the South Chinese, Chinese Ocean as part of the Pacific. And I've been to the Upper Baltic, to the like, Polar Sea. Uh, in Finland and the, the North Cape. And that was just so impressive to me, like every everything water related it's just such an important memory for me so i just wanted to give that little sum up of my perfect travel destinations and end note i want to give a little view on where i want to travel in the future i always had the one idea of doing the uh, the jakobsweg which is like a, a pilgrimage i think it starts in lyon in, in france i think it even goes way beyond it it goes like through austria through germany and even some it finishes in, in santiago in spain so that's what I know. Um, I've always thought about that, doing that. And for me, traveling to um, to mountains is, is something that I want to do. Like I, I, hiking, I haven't really experienced hiking, but that's something I really want. I did one hike and it was so peaceful and relaxing. When everything's quiet around you and you have a beautiful view. Um, I'm, I'm always a big fan of that. And obviously I have to, um, still my bucket list is Vietnam and, and Australia. Uh, not Vietnam. Ah, screw me. Philippines. Philippines and Australia. John, I'm a Thori. Those are all those are up there. And especially since I'm a big eater, I like the culinary size of things. So 
experiencing the food in different places. I've already eaten in, in Hanoi and the place that Obama ate with uh, Bourdon. Bourdon. That guy, you know that guy. And I've eaten in um, in Cambodia. They're like national dish. And there's like there's a barbecue trail, for example, in South in America, which I am dying to do. And I want to experience the the cuisine that Philippines has to offer, which John told me is very much rice based, which is fine with me. So those are things that I really look forward to um, when you can travel again. Until then, I hope that Michi and John have a great trip to Berlin and Austria. I hope that they will eat a schnitzel for me as well. And I'm looking forward to see them. Thank you so much that you did this episode when I couldn't make it. So Michi is like the perfect uh, exchange, even like probably a better one. But next time you'll hear my beautiful voice again. Until then, I have a little quote for you that goes a little something like this. It's by Ernest Hemingway. It's very short, but it sums up for me the reason why we all want to experience so much in this world and, and how we want to experience it. So, in order to write about life, first, you must live it. Bye! Bye. Yeah, and also, like, basically, you know that, uh, no, I ain't want to say nothing. It's <laughs> <laughs> and then with that, we say goodbye. Bye. Wait, no, you have to go. Like, we have to say it together. Three, ah. two, one. Bye. Bye.